podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? All right, we're in business. Welcome to the Movie, Movie, Podcast, everybody. <laughs> Episode number 117. I am your host, Tiggs, and with me on this election day special are the most patriotic of podcasters that have been on the movie movie podcast before russ yo you know i love this country sometimes maybe actually you know what never mind (laughs) alex da comrade and peter i i i i I, I'm I'm sorry for everything we've done. Yes, we apologize fully. Um, I, I assume what Peter's talking about is the past 116 episodes of this podcast, um, which we all apologize <gasps> yeah. for. Um, but this time, we decided on this election day, or a couple of days beforehand, or it's like a week before here right now, you don't need to know how the sausage is made, but I'm giving you that insight anyway. We wanted to talk about some of our favorite or just some of the movies that have to do with elections um we each we each watched at least two which is uh pretty impressive for us i think uh especially in like these uh weirder uh just theme episode ones it's usually just one and then russ or pete will watch like 30 uh and then we'll shame us yeah exactly and this time uh we're we're all we're all pretty even on this one um so I want to start. I want to start with Russ. Russ, sure. You watched to choose one, talk about it, and then when you're done, send it over to someone else. All right, cool. I'm gonna start off talking about uh, the 2008 not hit film Swing Vote. Ooh. Um, the general conceit of the film is uh, an entire election goes down to the wire and one specific New Mexico county that is responsible for five electoral college votes uh, will determine the election. But there was a voting irregularity and the one person left to vote is uh, Kevin Costner, who basically Uh, plays like a drunk asshole dad who doesn't really care about politics all that much. He's just a beer drinking, regular kind of like Helen type, like a Joe the plumber, only he doesn't have a job. And his daughter is like this really precocious, almost too precocious girl who like really cares about politics. And it's it's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. And are the two people that he's talking about voting for or against? It's uh, it's Kelsey Grammer and Dennis Hopper. It's Kelsey Grammer, the Republican incumbent, and Dennis Hopper. And basically, no, uh, they give him, I want to say, like a month to vote. And (laughs) yeah, they're like, okay. So basically, he he was supposed to vote for his school for his daughter's like school project or whatever, but then he gets laid off for uh, drinking too much at work. So he gets pissed off and goes to a bar and drinks, and then you see his daughter standing outside of the election place, and she's he's not there. So she sneaks in as they're closing, 
and fills in his information goes into a ballot booth ah. which is voter fraud yep and yeah it's his like like starts to fill out the thing and to put it into the uh, whatchamacallit and she grabs this, this i guess you got to grab a stub to count for your vote in uh new mexico but as she's going to do that the power goes out in that ballot box like someone accidentally unplugs it so it's stuffed in there and I guess they notice it and they try to track it down by the stub, find out that it's him. And they're like, OK, uh, could you tell us who if, you don't have to tell us who you're going to vote for? But like, could you do, do that? And somehow it gets out that it's this one guy, this regular guy named Bud and the entire American. the entire like Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, media phalanx descends on this town and start asking him questions, but he's really a dumbass. Mm-hmm. And he starts using uh, the all the TV appearances just to kind of raise his stock. He's going out with both presidents and hanging out with them and drinking and playing football. And the, these, these uh, reporters continually ask him all these different questions. Like, what do you feel about, like, gay marriage or whatever and he's like i don't care so then you see the president release a new ad about being cool with gays even though he's a republican and then he's like uh immigrants are stealing my jobs uh he calls it insourcing it's bad like it's just bad and then the democ and then the democratic president is like but wait we're the party of immigration but then he releases an ad against immigration. And it basically, like, you're just watching wow. these two uh, presidential campaigns run by Stanley Tucci and Nathan Lane just try yes. to win at all costs. That does sound awesome. And it, no, it doesn't. Oh. And ultimately, like... I see Judge Reinhold's in this. Yeah, Ooh. Judge Reinhold plays like kind of a kind of racist uh, hick who sure. hates Mexicans. But because sure. he's later attracted to one, it's okay. Oh, yep. That's how that works. That's you know how, how that is. is. It's yeah. like, go, I hate Mexicans until I don't. It's bad. Um, and I think the problem with the movie beyond the plot and all of it and the writing <laughs> is that like, yep. every character is in a different version of the movie that they're in. Yeah. So like all of the characters around Kevin Costner you know like those bad single camera NBC shows that came out around 30 Rock in the office that didn't make it? Oh, yeah. So they all feel like they're on one of those shows that's trying to be smart. And (laughs) Kevin Costner is in, you know those like shitty multi-camera shows that CBS has, like uh, Man with a Plan or The King of Queens 2? Yep. (laughs) That's what he's in. And then his daughter's in a Hallmark movie? So okay. it's yeah. it's this weird mix of like people who are who think they're in a really good movie, Kevin Costner who knows he's in a shitty movie, and his daughter who thinks she's in like an honest movie. So I don't know like, who this is for. Is it like a Christmas Hallmark movie or one of those Hallmark mysteries? Yeah, no, no, no. She's definitely. I don't like the mysteries. She's in a Christmas Hallmark movie. Okay. For, so, so, sure. so wait, I gotta know who wins. Uh, okay, so basically, America. does he just end up voting? Voting so the like whole decency. the whole time he's like fucking off, like enjoying being uh, the most important man in America. Um, there's people who keep sending him letters, like, "Hey, can you ask these presidents for this or that?" And he's not reading any of them, but his cute ass daughter is. Mm-hmm. And 
then one day uh, she finally meets her mom who sucks and she realizes maybe my dad isn't a total fuck up because at least he kept me. I don't know. And they like he ends up reading some of the letters. Oh, I thought that like, was going to oh, be the end of man. the sentence. <laughs> uh, so people in a, in this country have real problems and and I I haven't really had those kind of problems. Uh, my problems are more of my own making. So he decides to have a, a, a debate with between both candidates. Mind you, it's like fucking January now. Oh my god! And it's a it's a debate where Bud asks the tough questions finally. So then he reads a bunch of the questions from the the poor bastards who wrote him letters, and it and like the debate is civil and it's nice and Dennis Hopper. And uh, Kelsey Grammer realized they need to be better presidential candidates and better presidents. And it ends with him going into a, a ballot area to cast his vote. And it ends. Oh, I, I want to boo you. <laughs> yeah. I, it is so fucking stupid. How, like, how long is this? Yeah. It's, I think it might have been two hours. But like none of the humor works in it, which and there's tons, but none of it works because it's not smart. And it's like written by I don't want to get into like my own politics. It's written by the fucking useless lane. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna do it. It's just not good. It's it it's it's like the same people who like jerk off to West Wing and think it's the greatest thing that's ever happened in the world. Uh yeah, because it's fantasy. It's like those people, but dumber. All right, let's keep it moving. And I think the movie, I'll, I'll, uh, and I think the movie hates regular people. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds. It's I like, mean, oh, if you're not rich, you're fucking stupid. And also, how many fault. of these, how many of these movies do you think have Bill Maher in them? Because I'm seeing this one and one of the ones I watched. It's fucking gross. It's, it's gross. It really is gross and disgusting. No one should watch it. But you know who I want to know about? I want to know about Tiggs. What'd you watch? Oh, Give me a movie. All right. I watched a bunch. And let's start off with the first one that I watched, which was Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Man. Very I politically mean, charged film. Very politically charged film. Who remembers Napoleon Dynamite? Who remembers I, the cartoon that came out did. almost a decade after Napoleon Dynamite was in I theaters? definitely don't. I vaguely remember that because it came on Animation Domination. Yep. And sure. I vaguely remember – I only remember I could throw a football a quarter mile. That's the only line I remember from Napoleon Dynamite. Yep. Oh, come on. Tina, you fat lard. <laughs> yeah, Oh, that's in there. I just—I forgot. I forgot. Um, As we, so you know, I don't think I need to explain Napoleon Dynamite. Other than if, if, if the culmination is that uh, transfer student or, or new student Pedro uh, eventually decides that he wants to run for class president against Summer, who is played by Haley Duff. Um, and oh yeah, yep. And oh, then there's like a you know a I guess a you would call it uh, just like some speeches given and then dances done. Um, and, you know, uh, with Napoleon basically being the campaign manager. Anyway, there's not much 
in the politics there, with the exception of the end. And that dance sequence is still great. Um, but besides that... The soundtrack's still good? So, I guess. I don't know. Man, like... the. It's it's an entirely watchable movie that you'll you'll go through and be like, did people find this funny, or was or is it just like you know someone trying to be Wes Anderson without the style of Wes Anderson? Because that's what it comes down to is like you could just you could tell the Wes Anderson vibes from the beginning of this movie, but like Wes Anderson has this like this palette and like, like he, he has like this sense of like symmetry that like every frame looks like so odd. And this is just like, now we're going to try and take like some Rushmore stuff, but put it in Idaho yeah. and not really care about the backgrounds. What I think that really causes more so than anything else is that this movie has little to no rewatchability. And especially, I don't think you could watch it for your first time, even two years after it came out. No. Oh no. Yeah. And it's weird to what there there are a couple of when I say a couple I do mean like two genuinely funny scenes where I was like ha huh. um, and that was about it but it it it's very dated it 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 feels the the most interesting part except for Kit the brother who is fantastic um, is how like weirdly dated it feels but that it's it's supposed to feel. In a way that, like, this is the present, but Idaho is so behind the times that this is, like, 80s anywhere else is present Idaho. And and that's what it feels like. And it has, it, it, you get those vibes from it. Um, again, the Jamiroquai dance sequence, though, still Damn. pretty impressive. Still pretty impressive. Alex. Oh, goodness. Uh, all right. I am going to, I guess I'll go in order of uh, the stuff that I've watched as well. So the first one I watched was 1998's uh, Mike Nichols's Primary Colors. I almost watched this. So in this, it's based off a a, uh, a book that is about, I mean, I think it's all, maybe all the names are changed, quote, unquote, but it's like, it's all about Bill Clinton in the 92 presidential uh, primary. And... John Travolta plays gained a lot of weight and uses a very terrible Arkansas accent uh, to play Jack Stanton, um, and Emma Thompson uh, plays not Hillary Clinton, um, and Billy Bob Thornton plays not James Carville, mm-hmm. and uh, it's this movie's weird because Russ getting a lot of like proto West Wing stuff here too. It's oh. it's a lot of like, it's a lot of he like John Travolta is actually decent in this when he's being a weird pervy creep. Well, <laughs> when he's like playing up that part of it, he's actually like, pretty good, and he's like going back and forth between being like kind of uh, charming and being self destructive. Like that's moderately interesting, uh, and seeing people like constantly having to pick up the pieces behind him. Um, but it, it's a lot of like he does something bad, and then there's a scene where people give speeches about like how like yeah he might be flawed but he might make us believe all believe again and how like this is finally going to get it all to work um it gets so uh it's based around like adrian lester is like a grandson of a civil rights leader who gets brought on as like 
a a token black like civil rightsy type uh campaign manager and like kind of like him like being conflicted about whether or not to play ball in you know mainstream politics and some of that he's he's very good in this um this this cast gets weird kathy bates comes in and she's like she's this woman that like went to a mental institution so she's crazy and she's gonna threaten to shoot people and so like it's it's so weird and like the last hour it turns into this thing where like they're just trying to dig up uh like dirt on their campaign opponent and it turns out he's like got had drug problems and he's gay and but they're not going to say anything because they've got integrity now and it's like it's re- it's this is a weird movie and it, it wants things like every single way and there's two scenes where it's good uh kind of kind of decent where it's like about like you know I'm, I'm sure if you could just actually watch the documentary the war room which is actually about uh bill clinton's campaign and you know there's a moment here where a Jennifer Flowers type uh, shows up, and of course everything, <laughs> and like they're like she's lying, and everything turns out to be fake, <laughs> which is like, and she's just a liar that wanted money. <laughs> so there's really? stuff that like maybe doesn't maybe doesn't age well, where it's like all those women accusing him, <laughs> they're all just, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's like stuff where it's like proto almost proto-veepish where it's like people are like you know digging into each other and stuff like that and um kind of like showing the the dirty parts of the the political system of like when people are like working and spinning things and and using tactics that stuff is moderately interesting but uh this is of its time i don't think anyone really thinks about the 92 uh primary anymore and some of these scandals are very uh, kind of t- tame and different com- compared to what we have now, and I guess maybe laugh at John Travolta's accent. Um, there are times when they like they try to allude to being Bill Clinton without saying. He's like, "Well, he's not from Georgia, and he's n- not from Alabama, so he must be from." And it like cuts to something else. Oh my god! <laughs> Before they say Arkansas. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's. There's some pretty cringy stuff in this. I need to watch this movie. Kind of you kind of I, I watched it, it when I, I watched it like when it came on video when I was like trying to be like a smart kid. So there's yeah. probably tons of stuff I just didn't pick up yeah. or get. And I want to see it and I want to know that it's bad as an adult. Yep. It's, it's, it's good. It's not even that, it's not even always that bad. And I think there's some people then that are good. I think Adrian Lesh is good. I think Emma Thompson's good. I think like being like, you know, Fine to be playing with like you know kind of like Hillary Clinton that wants to be uh, ambitious and do all these things while also being hurt by uh, her husband. So, like it's there's stuff about it that's interesting. Uh, ironically, I looked this up in IMDb trivia. Uh, Donald Trump uh, called to ask out Emma Thompson while she was playing fake uh, wow. Hillary Clinton. Ooh. So there, it's all connected. Wow. Um, of trivia that I would have found so much funnier a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> right? Not funny anymore. No, yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, it's like it's it's interesting. I think all these political movies are like interesting because so many of them are just like yeah, this thing's got problem but someone's going to give a speech and that's going to fix it all. Except Napoleon <laughs> Dynamite because they dance and that fixes everything. 
That's true. Yeah. That's their speech. Yeah. But uh, it's it's really it is a a time capsule. Uh, Peter, I want to hear yours. Um, I will talk about uh real quick. I guess about uh election first, uh, which is the nineteen ninety six uh Alexander Payne film. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Matthew Broderick and a very young Reese Witherspoon, um, it's it's so it's about a student council election and uh, one teacher at the school who's kind of driven crazy and off the edge by a lot of different things that are going on. The movie's not like very very like pressingly about the actual school election. It more so uses the the idea of the election as the sort of metaphor for what the whole movie's doing about like what the choices you make actually mean mm-hmm. and how it's different uh, for say the kids in the movie. And then the really whiny adult in the movie who completely ruins his life while the kids are completely fine. Um, but uh, there, there's one really great moment uh, for school election sake in which the Chris Klein's little sister decides to run for president, the same thing. And she gives this speech uh, to in like the gym about uh, about how stupid student government is and how worthless it is and it's just something that people want to put on their resume and it doesn't change anything and no one does anything which is pretty delightful because <laughs> it's oh, it's very true it's yep. very true so she's like so vote for me because I'm going to tell you right now that I promise that I'm not going to do anything <laughs> and I will not break that promise and I don't even want to go to college so I don't care about the title <laughs> all right yeah, I haven't I, seen I, election so long. Yeah, it's it, been like twelve years from now. Amazon Prime right now, and it might also be on HBO. Um, I have the Criterion Blu-ray around here somewhere. Um, wasn't that just an, a release like two years ago? I think so. Yeah, it's very good. It it it's a little weird at the beginning. One of the inciting sort of moments at the beginning is about a student teach uh, a student teacher like sexual relationship, which is a really weird that it's kind of thrown off so quickly at the beginning of the film. Um, but I think it it still holds up and it's still very funny. And I, as I said, I really like what it's actually going for at the end of it all. Uh, Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon, like fantastic. And of course it's a big reason why Reese exploded in the coming years. Yeah. I think it wasn't taken that seriously because it's a MTV film technically. Yep. Oh yeah. It was. Uh, it, but yeah. So was Napoleon Dynamite, I believe. Oh yeah, but that's that's a different era. Uh, Russ, did you did you watch something else? I watched Idiocracy. <laughs> so uh, people who are like, uh, Idiocracy was a comedy, and now it's a documentary. Uh, oh god, uh, they're annoying, but they're also right. Oh <laughs> damn it, that's so annoying. Uh, yeah, I mean everybody know. I mean I would assume everybody knows the movie. Uh, Luke Wilson wakes up in the future and finds out that we've gotten like real, real dumb. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like within the first five minutes, they drop the R word and the F word. uh, And that word comes out a lot, but it's in satirical sense. It kind of, it's fine. It's not like as offensive, but I think the movie uh, is prescient and it just, yeah, people get dumber, but it's also people uh, hate shit like science and huh. uh, it's it actually is a problem um, I love that the president uh, is a wrestler uh, yeah. that would be that's like a wild thing that would never happen oh god uh, yeah 
President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. And it's yeah. Terry Crews. And he's great. But yeah, they make uh, Luke Wilson the uh, Secretary of the Interior to deal with all the smart shit, like the crippled economy, the garbage, and the related stuff. I love that people can't figure out why crops are growing because they're being watered with Brondo, the thirst mutilator, which is basically Gatorade, which is full of electrolytes, which basically salts the earth. Um, but he decide, he's like, oh, guys, we can use water. You know, smart. And it causes the stock to drop to the point that it's worthless and everybody loses their job, so they hate him anyway. Um, the movie, it, it's... I don't know if anyone's seen it in a while. I have no idea why this movie bombed as hard as it did. It, it like barely, it like got it, a it got a pity release. Like uh yeah, they, they sent it to die, right? It, yeah. it, was, it sat on a shelf for a very long time. It it sat on a shelf for two years and then it, they were like, Okay, fine, fuck it. Uh here's three theaters. Uh yep. here, you made a half a million dollars and then that was that. I don't understand it. I thought it was funny then. And it's it's funny now, but in a sadder way, because yeah. we're just going in that direction yeah. where we don't seem to give a shit about science or smart stuff or knowing things. And it's tertiarily tied to being an election film because the end of the movie, he becomes a vice president and then runs and becomes the president. So there, there was an election. Cool. But I think it's more just about like politics and how we uh, don't. I don't know, somewhere along the lines, becoming a smart person who knows shit mm-hmm. uh, makes you stupid. Um, and the po- most popular show on TV during this time was Ow My Balls. And <laughs> honestly, uh, YouTube is mostly that. <laughs> Has anyone seen yeah. MTV lately? It's the Ridiculous Network. Yeah, it is. They yes. don't play anything else. They only play Ridiculousness, which is basically Ow My Balls. Uh, so there's nothing this movie is saying that uh, we're not currently careening towards. We're just not 100% there yet. Um, so, yeah, it, this is actually is a hard watch because it's sad. But it knew a lot about the world we were we were heading into, even when like, Maya Rudolph's character, who's a whore, uh, that... I guess I shouldn't say that. She makes a phone call. And it's like, thanks for using AOL Time Warner Taco Bell U.S. government long distance. How can I help you? <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's pretty. Good. That's mostly where we are. Yep. So this is a really hard movie to watch and not it's, just think about the fact that we're not we're we're there. I love that Taco Bell was tied into so many people's visions of the future, like between oh, yeah. this and Demolition Man. Yep. Yeah, the franchise wars. <laughs> Well, I think because it's like the most like why should Taco Bell exist? Like it's it's not it's everybody's favorite, but their market share is not nearly what you what it should be for something that's going to last. Right. Everybody loves it though. And and they you and they have Pepsi. Like, come on, it's so weird. Yeah, they're not yeah. even a co- like. I used to think less of this goes to show how much marketing works. I thought less of. <laughs> fast food places that were Pepsi brand products and not Coke. Totally. Oh, my dad like, oh. used to say, it is a problem. You don't have, you don't have Pepsi, but I'll have it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, like, would you ever get a Jack and Pepsi? No. No. Oh. That probably tastes like literal liquid shit. <laughs> it sounds awful. 
I would never. And you know, we probably had them in our lifetimes. They just haven't told us. Right. I, I refuse don't think to believe that. I would. Ne- I honestly, I don't even know if I believe what I just said. I would never do that. And that t- goes to show how we're all contributing to the idiocracy to a certain yeah. degree. Advertising is that brand loyal. <laughs> wow. Advertising works on all of us. But yeah, this this movie's basically just all of that. It's really funny and also super sad. So, uh, Alex, what, what else did you watch? Oh, funny that you want to talk about uh, prescient movies, uh, Russ. I also watched 1992's Bob Roberts, written and directed oh. and starring Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Uh, so this is, like, <laughs> this is like peak era Tim Robbins, too, like around this time. Um, it's a conservative folk singer turns his hand to politics, running for U.S. Senate. He's not above dirty tricks and can't smear campaign tactics to gain an advantage over his opponent. So in it... Um, did you just uh, rust down t- this movie? Shit, I did. Sorry. But no one knows. No one's seen this. Has anyone here seen this movie? Yes. No. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, then. I'm an asshole. Uh, so, yeah, pretty much Tim Robbins is, like, this far right-wing um, folk singer who, like, I mean, his songs are, like, the times they are changing back. Um, <laughs> he does, like, <laughs> just all, like, about, like, he's very just a right-wing Bob Dylan and like, well, he even does like the, um, it's like the don't look back video no, uh, or sub, sub, no, subterranean, subterranean blues, right? The one where he's just like has the, the, the boards and he's just dropping them as, as the yeah. come up. Yeah. He, he, he does that with a rap song about wall street and how you gotta like, um, like get rich. Uh, so this movie is kind of crazy to watch now. And I remember buying the VHS of this and thinking that this was a dark satire that would not happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's kind of insane <laughs> the things that like, so Tim Robbins is managed by Alan Rickman and Ray Wise. Uh, Alan Rickman in it is a guy that used to be part of the Iran contra Iran contract scandal. Uh, who's this like dark, uh, crazy right wing government person. With uh, weird ties to private military corporations, oh. uh, and Ray Wise is a like kind of just like an evil spin man, and they're running against Gore Vidal, who's like this very like mainstream, prim and proper uh, Democrat uh, senator from Pennsylvania. And pretty much, he starts like Tim Robbins, um, just kind of goes down a xenophobic uh nationalistic uh route where um he's kind of makes drugs and uh things like that his enemies um Giancarlo Esposito is a journalist investigating him kind of following him around during this and um found finds that he Tim Robbins at some point uh took money he's supposed to be used for low-income housing to build that uh instead put it into I think like a, a military uh corporation um this has such scenes as Tim Robbins, uh, Bob Roberts going to be a guest on fake SNL um, and like getting into fights with John Cusack, who's the host. Um, as John it's Cusack? Like, yeah, he's, he's not named, but it's very much John Cusack. <laughs> in the way that he's year? probably na- in probably John Cusack now is like a weird reply guy. Um, it's like <laughs> that John Cusack. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but no, this like 
uh, Jack Black is in this as like a Bob Roberts sycophant who follows him around um, and is kind of like wants to beat up um, uh, Arab people a lot of times because that's who they think at one point shoots uh, Bob Roberts and uh, cripples him. Um, but instead they just go and kill John Carlos. Um, yeah, this movie is kind of crazy as you're watching it. And like they tell like it's it, it, it really predicts right wing populism in a way that like I've never seen before. And it nails a lot of stuff like they'll tell people like it's it's a mockumentary. At some point, like the British mockumentary guys like, oh, don't you haven't you heard these business reports? And like Jack Black would be like, nope, that's just the media. It's and it's like it's great. Like, there's like lines from this. <laughs> That are like oh really could have been taken out of uh, the last few years, and like um, Tim Robbins is really good in it. And um, these songs they sings are like very they go from like vile to um, just stuff that it sounds like you would again uh, that you that you just hear now. Um, but like his like one liners that he just like he I feel like maybe this was just a comedy style movie at the time. Like um, you know he's in a like an argument with like a, a lady at a, a talk show thing and she just goes like are you a communist um and like well times will be like uh yeah, what else he's like signing a card to a little girl and he's like and don't do crack it's a uh it's a ghetto drunk or something like that like it's uh <laughs> weird weird uh like one-liners that are just like kind of funny and some stuff that you smirk at but like this movie that's i think the main problem with this movie is not either serious enough or enough of a comedy to i think be entertaining now it's it's fascinating now and it's really interesting and i i think that like some of the things that he hits are just like crazy because you you know like it or hate it it's very much what's happened in the country and um yeah it's not necessarily funny (laughs) (laughs) i recommend it just because it's fascinating and it's got a crazy cast like like um uh, who else shows up in this? Uh, well, Susan Sarandon, obviously. Um, Gore Vidal, obviously. Uh, Gore Vidal. Uh, uh, Fisher Alan Stevens. <laughs> Alan Rickman, yeah. Oh, uh, Bob Balaban. Bob Balaban is fake. Um, Lorne Michaels. Uh, You're describing the cover of a Tiger Beat right now. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so many hunks. But yeah, I totally, I, I think... Um, this movie is is, is, is a fascinating uh, look, and I think that it's it's totally worth watching now. But just don't again, it's like even even 15 years ago when I saw it, it was like the laughs, quote unquote, would be like smirks, like hmm, that's very clever. I see what he <laughs> did; they're reversing that. Um, but yeah, it's really good, uh, and that's why I want to hear about Texas. Okay, um, still got two to go. I'm going to save the one that I like the most. So let's talk about Black Sheep, the other Chris Farley kind of speed the, movie. And kind of the Black Sheep of them. It, it 100% is. Uh, there's only the two, right? It's just Tommy Boy and that. I'm Tommy Boy, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Chris Farley, you know, kind of playing like the lovable screw up um, whose brother is currently running for uh, election in uh, Washington um, to be governor. Um, and uh, he wants to he really wants to help out with the campaign. So the uh, the brother's like, look, oh, you know, we got to find someone. David Spade's like, I'm your man. Um, and then they they go on like their trip into kind of the backwoods 
of uh, of Washington State uh, to, to kind of get like the, the that vote. It, it seems like uh, to to really you know the 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 more countryish vote that that they weren't getting from the cities. Um, and it's not funny because David Spade and Chris Farley don't have that much screen time together. And it seems yeah. like half of the conceit of this movie is like, well, David Spade could carry a movie on his comedic chops, which he can't. Um, th- there are some good bits. I-, I think that any time that they are together is pretty good. Uh, there's like the the car ride where they're both supposed to be on nitrous. That's very funny. Yeah. Uh, the part where he's like, I got pudding in my underpants. Yep, there's that. And the, all <laughs> the cabin stuff is great. When yeah. like uh, when I forgot it, the car scene. The car scene's so good. The the car scene is great when <laughs> the roads, the, the um, roads, <laughs> the bat in the cabin, and then like uh, David Spade like throwing the cover on like Chris Farley and just like beating him as Chris at at one point like you know obsessively trying to kill the bat. Uh, but then Chris Farley like is on the ground and he's kicking him and he's just like, "Why are you kicking me?" Um, which is very funny. Uh, when the roof flies off the house and then the bunk bed falls on top of David Spade. <laughs> like, oh, I got tips on top. Yep. <laughs> but we just named all the funny parts of the movie, basically. Really? Um, oh, Gary Busey. Yeah, there's not, uh, there's not the two of them together. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's there's him being taken. Uh, David Spade getting taken hostage by Chris Farley at the end. Uh, Gary Busey like showing up as like so, this insane guy who loves Bruce Lee movies um, and hates David Spade. Uh, that is basically his character trait. Um, all to kind of culminate with um, there was voter fraud and they were having uh, dead people vote within uh, different counties of, of Washington State. Uh, and uh, Chris Farley exposes them. Uh, and and so his brother wins because of that. It seems, you know, not that messy uh, that they're just like, well, obviously the brother just wins. I feel like there would be like a really big investigation to all of us at that point as opposed to just being like, eh, yeah, this is fine. Um, oh, does everyone win? Does that, is there anyone that loses any election in our, all the movies we have? Well, I don't know what happened in Swing Vote, so. Oh, you're right. Oh, that's true. Democracy um, won. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The democracy won in swing. Well, uh, I mean, someone lost in um, in Black Sheep. Uh, just not Chris Farley's brother. Um, uh-huh. Who is it? Uh, Christine Ebersole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't seen it in a while, I don't know. Black Sheep is hard to go back to. Yeah, as I was telling Tiggs before uh, you guys jumped on, or maybe while you were here, Alex, uh, we couldn't hear you. I would, uh, yep. Uh, there's a great section about this movie in uh, the book The Chris Farley Show. Yes. It came out probably like 10 years ago at this point now. Um, it's kind of like an oral history of like a bunch of different people that know him talking about Chris's life. Um, and they really go into that same thing. It's like, why, why, after Tommy Boy, why would you put these two guys in different rooms? Because like, if you separate them, you have a movie in which Chris Farley falls down and gets hit by stuff, and then David Spade is an asshole to people. Yep. And that's not fun to go back and forth to. But oh, when, yeah. when they're yeah. together, and and stuff's happening to Chris Farley, and David Spade's being mean, but then they can also, like, Chris is, like, Chris's character is always going to be very sweet about it all, and David Spade, like, starts to like him. That's a movie we want to watch. Yeah. Yeah. 
and the, the, this just didn't have any well there there are a couple of scenes of that um yeah when he gets fired from um like the rec center early on there's like a very sweet moment between him and david spade it's almost like david spade likes him too quickly where in tommy boy he just like hates him for so long until they like finally yeah. get that bond and this one is just like oh, i hope you're not his brother uh, but now you are his brother, and I'm and I I like you, like uh, or whatever. So the it, it that that bit just happens too quickly. All right, Pete, tell me oh, what you got next. I I was welcome to Mooseport. Um, uh, Gene Hackman, Ray Romano. Gene Hackman plays a former president who's like described as like the most popular president of uh, in history, mm-hmm. and he comes. Is there like a whistling? Is there... yeah, what I is hear it. I don't know what it is. I have no idea what it is. I've been looking around to see if it was my place, but it's not. Anyway. Uh, anyway, welcome to Moose Park. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's edit this out. I, I think it's fun. Um, so uh, what was I saying? Uh, yeah. So Gene Hackman is like hyped up to be like the most popular president of all time. And he's mo- he's like either moving or just like visiting this little town of Mooseport that he has a vacation home in mm-hmm. uh, because he's also going through he, he's the most popular president of all time but also apparently the only president to ever get divorced while in office uh, um, uh, and his wife uh, uh, Christine Baranski is like taking everything um, from him so he's like retreating to this one little house and he ends up being asked to quote unquote well run for mayor even though there's he would be running uncontested like the other mayor died. But at this same point, it turns out that Ray Romano did sign up to, to run for mayor. And he's like the small town handyman who's been dating this woman for like six years. And it's one of those, like, I'm so annoyed he hasn't proposed yet sort of things. So then when Gene Hackman meets this woman, they kind of like Gene Hackman's like immediately attracted to her and he wants to date this woman. Ray Romano's like, no, I'm going to run for mayor too. So it's small town handyman versus former president of the United States running for mayor of a small main town, mm-hmm. which is a fun setup. Yep. It's a bummer yep. that it has to be like a fight over a woman, which is less interesting. Why is that less interesting? Why fighting over a woman? I'm joking. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish they like did something else. Like if there's something else that Ray Romano could use as motivation. And because then it's just like almost lecherous that the pre- that Gene Hackman's like, uh, well, I'm gonna swoop in and like want to like take this woman or whatever that be. Because they even have that conversation at one point. He's like, well, I don't think like well, I would never get involved in the middle of a relationship, but I do think a woman uh, has a right to choose who she wants to be with. And it's just like I don't, I hate that we have to litigate this right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, there are some fun parts. This is like early on in like America's introduction to Ray Romano. I think this was like maybe third or fourth season of everybody loves raymond wow early. Uh, early yeah so before we figured out that ray romano is a really good actor um <laughs> he's put in some really great performances in the last couple of years like big sick get shorty he's great and and uh the irishman he's an irishman right yeah yep. so he's put in some good performances but he's just he's just like playing an everyman schlub in this so trying to almost ride off on uh the coattails of everybody loves raymond and it just doesn't work because Hackman's fantastic. Uh, sadly, this turned out to be the last movie Gene Hackman would make because he just kind of pieced out. He's like, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, but there, there are some funny sequences. 
in it. There's one, they golf, they play golf against each other, and it's, and like the president learns that uh, his aides and the bodyguards have been cheating for him forever. Um, and there's like a lot of, like, that sequence is fun, but then the rest of it's kind of blah. Okay. Um, so, Gene, the, so technically they tie in this, in Welcome to Moveport, but Gene Hackman uh, admits that they both said at a debate that they would vote for the other person. And Gene Hackman says, well, I lied. I actually voted for myself. I'm going to give it to you, Ray Romano. And Ray Romano says, no, I voted for myself. I lied. It's you win or something. And then and then Swing Vote is the sequel to this. This is what you're telling me. Right oh, now. Ray, God. Ray Romano was only lying. He's like, I'm going to give him the presidency. I don't, I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't need to be mayor. He can be mayor. I just, I just want to be with you, woman I've been in love with, blah, 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 blah. It kind of just like farts out an ending at the end of it all. Um, but yeah, it's sad, it's sad that Gene Hackman didn't act after this ever again. He was just, uh, you know, at the time everyone's like, well, I guess he fucking hated Welcome to Mooseport since it was like a huge failure and all this stuff. But reading about it, it was just like Gene Hackman was like, I was very old and I was told that like my heart wasn't that great. And he's like, I think the stress of acting just like not going to work for me anymore. So I just stopped doing it. <laughs> um, you're not going to be able to find Welcome to Mooseport, so don't worry about watching it. Uh, but Tig, what about your last movie? My last movie is 1997's Wag the Dog. Good uh, movie. Good, great movie. I had never seen Wag the Dog before. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. This, is, this, is, this was my introduction to dog wagging. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wait, really? <laughs> Hang on. Wait, hold the phone. Hold up. Really? Yep. Wow! I know. Good movie. This is a great movie. This is a this is a hey. fantastic movie. Um, uh, so the uh, president has a sex scandal with uh this this movie also came out right before uh like yep. all, all the Monica Lewinsky stuff yeah right out. before Monica Lewinsky yeah yep um and, and so the president has a sex scandal and they decide uh that like in order to cover it up since well not cover it up but to uh deflect. The American public, they're going to stage a war. Um, and so they get like a Hollywood producer involved. They get like a, they get Willie Nelson as like a, you know, like a, a singer to like do like a We Are the World song about it. Um, and Willie Nelson in two of the movies that we've seen, right? Right, Russ? Willie Nelson was in Swing Vote, yes. No, yeah. look at that. So it's. This movie is crazy for, like, just the idea of, like, oh, yeah, like, when something big happens, like, they'll just fabricate something else. Um, to the point where, like, you watch it and you're just like, yeah, but there's so many people here. Like, what if someone, like, tells someone, like, that, that like, this thing that's going on isn't real? And you think about, like, well, people keep telling us that there is something that is real, but... But we don't have to get so we don't really have to get into that right now. But it, it, it's odd, <laughs> <laughs> um, like how how real this whole thing plays out. Um, I think that Dustin Hoffman in this role as a producer is hilarious um, and, and and really nails the role. I, I think he got nominated. I don't think he won for this one. Um, but all in all, I think that I I don't know how I've gone so long without seeing this, but uh, just like. Fantastic uh, Dustin Hoffman performance, Robert De Niro performance, Woody Harrelson as a real weirdo for like 
the five to ten minutes that he's uh, on screen. Dennis Leary actually pulling out like a good performance as like uh, this guy who just like knows about all the fads that are going to be going mm-hmm. on in the world right now. Um, oh, does he talk about coffee flavor coffee or anything like that? Like, he he oh talks God. about the color green and uh, what color green is in right now versus the color green that was out last year. This movie's oh. got a young John Cho. It does, yeah. He's in the background of a couple of scenes. Uh, I don't think he has any speaking parts, but yeah, very young John Cho. Harlan Williams, David Koechner, John Michael Higgins. Yep. Jim Belushi. Yes, yeah, Jim Belushi as Jim Belushi. Huh. First in time. Wow. I, what, I think what I remember most about this movie, not to spoil anything, because it is great, everyone should watch it, that it has a surprisingly sad ending. Oh, God, it's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's something that you really, you, you, you kind of see coming just because of Hoffman's character, what he's kind of been playing up, like what he keeps like hinting at a couple of times throughout the movie. Um, and just like the frustration that he has. Although I do find that he has this one very funny line where, um, I assume it was supposed to be funny where you know, they don't give out an Academy Award for producing, which is, isn't that what best picture isn't that what the producer gets? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I very much enjoy that. Um, but if you haven't seen Wag the Dog, I, I I think that there's a lot of movies that we were talked about today that are like, ooh, this is oddly reminiscent of what's going on right now. So is this. Um, there, there's a lot of weird stuff. A lot of a lot of like misinformation campaigns that get spread. That like you know some you never really see the public's reaction to anything it's all within the government and like other factions of the government kind of figuring it out and then having to like and then basically dustin hoffman as like this or not dustin hoffman um uh robert de niro as like spin man convincing them that like well then you're like like you don't see this on the radar well then your radar is shit what are we paying it for it like why are why are you even have this? and like just the ability to spin any lie into a truth um, it's crazy. It's great. I'd Alex. be curious to see how something like this would uh, be made now, like with all the people who like don't believe QAnon is a real thing, yeah. or, or wait, like, wait. wait, yeah, wait, wait, hold on, because it that. is, yeah. <laughs> well, no, because it's definitely real, and any attempt to say that it isn't is a pure immediate fabrication. Things. <laughs> it looks like you're going to have to cut out two parts of this. <laughs> Now I have to keep both of them in or else the the, the joke doesn't work. Um, oh, no. Cut it out. That's the media winning. <laughs> exactly. We have to keep all of this to, in here. Alex, you've got one more, right? Uh, I do. So the last one that I watched. Wait, before um, you go, how much battery life do you have left? I, I got my charger. Got it. All right. Talking. We're good then. Um, I was. It was down to the wire then. Um I also watched another written and directed and starring by someone. I feel like there's a lot of vanity projects that are done, but someone becoming the president. <laughs> um, this is uh, Head of State, st- written and directed, uh, starring Chris Rock. I didn't know Chris um, directed this. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually didn't realize that either. I think it's his directorial debut. Um, so with this one, uh, the Democratic... Uh, VP and presidential candidates die in a plane crash where their planes collide into each other. Uh, <laughs> and which is just done the throwaway line that interrupts a Jay-Z song. And then it goes back to the song and it's never brought up again. And it's kind of funny. Um, 
So they decide the Democrats decide to run someone that they knew they'll lose in 2004. So 2008, James Redborn um, can can run because that that's going to be his time to run. Um, so Chris Rock is a an, an alderman and and or alderman in uh, uh, Washington D.C. and he's like a local kind of a a local hero, a local organizer of people. And uh, it starts off he like runs into a building about to be demolished to a woman's cat and he becomes like a, a big hero because of that. So they decide that um, Dylan Baker and Robin Gibbons are going to run his campaign and run him so he'll lose and they'll make all the minorities happy and they'll all vote for, for James Redporn in, in four years. Um, this movie has moments where it's like, oh, this could be some actual commentary. This could be uh, some... So it can really go somewhere, and it and it, and it, and it starts to sometimes. And there are times there's about like three scenes where, um, you know, once Chris Rock gets on the, the trail and he realizes that he's like supposed to lose, he's like, no, I'm going to be myself. And people start loving him because he goes out and he starts, you know, saying things like it is, being like, hey, if you're working two jobs just to be broke, that's not right. Uh, and people start like chaining that and get into it. And he does like pretty much what amounts to. Uh, Chris Rock stand-up um, done at like a podium at a campaign rally. <laughs> uh, but those scenes are really good uh, and like legitimately um, very funny. Uh, what is weird is times when you have stuff like this. Uh, oh, and by the way, this this movie is inspired by uh, Mondale um, and uh, Ferrara in 84 where I didn't really think they were going to put like a woman on the table like that. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Nate Dogg um, raps narrates, narrates this movie. <laughs> really? Like it's regular. I regulated. vaguely remember that. Yeah. Oh, uh, which is fun. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, he has like, yeah, he has like a comedically evil girlfriend who, in the beginning, like, uh, like, just dumps and saying terrible things, and it's like a very over the top, you know, beginning of a movie dumping. Um, and as soon as he becomes a presidential candidate she shows up everywhere and the running joke is he just goes security and they drag her off and she screams this happens about six times nice <laughs> they are obsessed with this joke and it never really lands um at one point he's uh one of his campaign aides is a woman that's supposed to be his own personal prostitute because they say quote they were tired of uh sex scandals so they where's this um they commissioned a team of super whores and it cuts to all oh, of them these women God. in boot camp um there's a lot of weird cutaway jokes that are like because you could tell like family guy was big at this time right this happens a lot <laughs> uh, like a guy will show up when he's like entering a, a campaign fundraiser and be like check out my demo tape and stuff like that like that's a joke um tina fey rewrote this Oh, <laughs> oh, and you can tell because there's a lot of times when like at one point Bernie Mac is his vice president and his brother or vice president candidate or whatever his pick um, and he's getting interviewed by someone on the news and he's like what do you think about NATO and Bernie Mac just goes like I don't know NATO I'm not going to talk bad about it um, a very 30 rock joke there uh, like that happens a lot Tracy Morgan shows up and he's throughout the movie just trying to sell people me that's pretty funny that, that, that sounds, that sounds like a good bit. It's super weird. Um, a, there's a scene where he like gets everyone, all these like people at a fundraiser to just dance the electric slide, and all these old white people sing "Hot in Here." 
I remember that. A bunch of grannies like he then he said I remember that shit. And then that then then he says that the roof was on fire and everyone freaks out and gets scared. And they're like, Oh they're like, Great, great event. Sorry about the fire. Like (laughs) that's the kind of stuff that happens a lot. And it's moments where you're just like you almost laugh because it's so not funny, but it becomes it's I didn't hate this movie or anything at all. It's just um it's so of its time. Also, like all these things, I feel like are weirdly uh, time capsules. And I'm at the, yeah, like oh my god, when Bernie Mac shows up, it just slaps everyone. That's like his intro. Like people, he's getting off like a train, and like people are saying like, hey, I'm from this thing, and he goes and just slaps. Like that's that's his big thing. He just hits everybody. That's a joke. Um, but yeah, when but when Chris Rock comes live and he does these speeches and all these things, it's actually like pretty good. Yeah. Um there's it's it's a it's a weird one. Uh <laughs> and I can see how it's it's so uneven. Um because it's again a lot of these movies, I think especially with political thing, like they don't uh, they don't want to uh, you know offend anyone, but at the same time they kinda wanna say something, so they kind of I guess, have it each which way. Um it's uh it's a pretty I don't know, innocuous hour and a half. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, guys. That's about it. That's all I got. Oh, my God. Wait, no, no. I take it back. There's one more thing. There's a scene where he's showing up at different sports. And at one point, he shows up on TNA Wrestling. And the road dog introduces him. And Jeff Jarrett and a bunch of people um, attack him with a chair. All right. TNA Wrestling. Ugh. Yep. This is 2004. Wow. Every time you said something else, I felt like you were talking about a different movie each time. Like that's That's what it feels like. I was like, wait, this doesn't, this isn't, this is a completely different tone. This is a completely different style of like, even the yep. joke or everything. It was so, it was so dizzying hearing a description of those, that movie. Yeah, that, that's, that's what it's like. Um, it's free on 2B TV right now. Um, just with that, <laughs> just so you guys know, shout out to 2B. 2B TV. Uh, the new, you know what, they last longer than Quibi. Um, that's it. <laughs> Is that it? Are we done? Yeah. I don't have any left. All right. Does anyone have any last words before we end this off? Anybody, anybody want to say anything? Uh, yeah. You can find us on the webmoviepodcast.com. You can find Russ everywhere as Russ Incredible. You can find Peter on Letterbox as Pete Peter Petey. You can find me on Letterbox and on Strava as Johnny Takes. You can find Alex in his apartment in Brooklyn. Thank you all for being here with me. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. If you're listening to this on uh, election day and you haven't voted yet, go vote. Why are you listening to this podcast if you haven't voted? If you're listening to this before election day and you haven't voted, go vote. Uh, if you've already voted, thanks. Unless you voted one way. No, that's true. Yeah, no. Uh, the, we should we should be clear about who we want you to vote for. And we want you to vote for... 